0: all righty good morning everybody Um, and so i'm just gonna kind of dive right into it Um, the first question is more of a hypothetical you don't have to shout back at me but it's when we see the fruit of the spirit of goodness how do we define good what makes a person good what makes a thing a situation good i was right before we were heading back to the retreat I was telling all the students, you know, when you come back from retreat, your parents are going to ask you, how was retreat? And I said, by no means, just say, good. I think even in conversation, when we say, you know, how are you doing? The the common answer is good. And the the interesting thing with that word is it can be used in so many different contexts, so many different situations. And so... um, you know, I was just even thinking about, for me personally, this past month of different good experiences, different good things that came about, and I believe you could shoot a couple of them on the screen for us. Um, last week, I was fortunate enough to go on vacation with my wife. That's me with the cheesy peace sign. We were in uh, Seattle, so this is Mount Rainier. Um, another photo that comes to mind is, as Pastor Steve shared, um, the youth tree and just being able to, for both things, a time of relaxing, a time of um, growing in intimacy with one another. Um, you know, one of the fun things about the retreat that comes to mind is the last night, everybody's staying up late and they're all so competitive. We don't need any sort of rewards. And even me, I was getting pretty competitive. You can ask the youth students. I was screaming around. I, my voice was even more hoarse. That it is now, if you can believe that, because I was just so ecstatic of beating little youth kids at chess, uh, Egyptian War. Uh, there was a new game Sam introduced me to. What is it called? It's like two booms in a room. Or two rooms in a boom. There we go. Um, and just different things that just created such good moments, good experiences, good things. Um, and so while the world, while our uh, society, uh, may define what is good in these different contexts, today I wanted to better understand what God says is good. And so that kind of leads into my first point of understanding the fruit of goodness. And the first point is this, it's God's goodness. Um, You know, growing up in the church, you, you see this all the time, right? It's God is good. Okay, my youth group, the youth group can do much better than this, come on. God is good. And all the time, I think think that he still do better, but I'll I'll, I'll take it. Um, And um, even when we look at today's passage in verse 3, in verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I'm reading from Psalm 119, verse 68, uh, talking about God. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Um, In the church, we see so many examples, especially in the Bible, um, of understanding that God is good in all circumstances he is good, um, and we are called to also do good, but today I wanted to kind of emphasize two particular aspects of God's goodness, and the first one, kind of similar to uh, last week when Pastor Steve was preaching on kindness, um, is understanding that With God's goodness comes generosity. Um, And not only generosity, but this idea of trustworthiness that only our God can give. From John chapter 10, verses 10 through 11, it says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life. the sheep. We see here the contrast of the enemy, the one that is deceptive, trying to steal, trying to steer us away from God. And we have the God of who not just gives us any sort of life, but a life of abundance, a life that he lavishes generously um, to his flock, to his children. Um, Even at the end of uh, verse 11, Talking about how the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. We see that the sacrificial love, the sacrificial goodness that our God gives to them. And you know, I'm not a, a parent yet, but just having my own parents and seeing the youth group, I always preach to them um, the reminder of, you know, never being able to fully understand that kind of goodness, the, the sacrifice um, that parents bestow onto their children. And for me, growing up as I get older, understanding that more and more of the goodness, the love that my parents continually show to me to this very day. And I think for you guys, as for those of us here that are parents can definitely understand that and just the, as the, for the kids, never fully being able to appreciate that. Never feeling being able to understand that um, until, as you know, maybe when they move on out of the house and, and different things like that. Um, and so, we see the, the lavishness, the abundance, the generosity whoops, that our God gives to us in His goodness. And the, the second characteristic that I wanted to look at when it comes to God and His goodness is His righteousness. This idea that when we see um, what God defines as good, it's not morally good purely in the sense of what the world may define as, what is moral, um, but his own um, biblical definition, what he himself displays as righteous. Going along the theme of um, Jesus Christ's sacrifice and that sacrificial love, looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8, It says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's understanding that because of his immense goodness, his great love as we see it, all the different fruits of the Spirit um, that we see first in who God is in understanding these ideas that we can only then experience it and better understand it for ourselves. Which leads me to the second point, which is experiencing goodness. Experiencing goodness. The last verse of our passage today, verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. It's one thing to know in our minds the concept of goodness. It's another thing to truly understand it, to feel it, to recognize it, um, and to really have a, a more tangible grasp of it that is only best experienced and not really shared with those around us. And like a lot of the fruit of the Spirit, um, it's not circumstantial. It's not by maybe what's going on around us, but it's something that we can tap into, something that we can taste and experience each and every day, whether we're in hardship or, you know, great glee and um, good great circumstances. And this reminds me of the story of Joseph in Genesis Um, This is um, after his brothers had betrayed him. Um, He becomes second in command. He's in charge of all the food. And he's saying this to his brothers who are now uh, in desperate need. Um, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many should be kept alive as they are today. You know, obviously, this isn't saying that, you know, God, um, you know, does evil, but it's a reminder that in God's um, sovereignty and his power, his goodness is able to always triumph and is always able to overcome any sort of evil that the enemy may throw to us, any sort of difficulty or challenges, because, you know even for me only being 30 years old, right? Life is very difficult. There's always going to be different obstacles. Amen? Life is hard. Even my, the youth group, you know, you know, when I say life is hard, there's a very strong amen, right? Even in their teenage years. Right? So for all of us, right, life can be difficult. Life can be challenging. And especially in those moments, it can oftentimes be difficult to see God's goodness in that particular moment, but it's a reminder that um, he is still working something within us. He is still using these situations for goodness, for his goodness, and not our own. Uh, Today is August 8th. This is the, and it's a a date that's very important to me. Um, It was August 8th, 2008, 080808. Um, that was the second of my three open heart surgeries. I had a congenital heart condition from birth. Um, that's kind of why you hear the raspiness, but uh, in, my, in high school, I ended up needing additional open heart surgery, and I remember in that time, I felt kind of like Joseph did um, when his brothers sold him into slavery. This feeling of, where is God's goodness? God, I know you're there. But where are you in all this that is going on? Um, You know, how can I say you are good all the time when right now I don't feel so good, but right now I feel like it's the opposite? And similar to Joseph here, it's now many years later that I can look back on moments like this where I do see that God was good, that God was working his good work in situations like that. Maybe for some of us here, we too, maybe right now we're going through something difficult, or maybe we have gone through difficult situations. And my hope is that once it has passed, we are able to reflect and look back and realize that, yes, God was not only present in those moments, but he was doing his good work through these things and helping lead us into where we are today. You know, another famous passage Romans 8:28, it says and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and it's the reminder that anything and everything that is going on is helping us um, to be better shaped into what God's ultimate purpose God's ultimate plan is for each and every one of us and so not only in times of difficulty, but in all situations. My hope is we are all able to taste and experience God's goodness each and every day. But that example of taste and see it reminds me of one of my favorite restaurants. I grew up in the Bay Area, um, and I went to school at UC Davis. And so even from uh, Davis, Um, We would, because the food in Davis wasn't all that great to be honest, we would go all the way to San Francisco. I don't know if you've heard of, if you can put the picture on the slides, but um, this is from the restaurant San Tung. It's like a Chinese, Korean, Asian restaurant, and this is by far my favorite chicken wing. But there's some good chicken wings here in Orange County, but I still Savor and think of Santung chicken wings. I remember uh, when I was in college, my cousin from Korea came to visit me for a week and I took him there. And to this day, the only thing he remembers from my time of taking him to different places, he only remembers Santung chicken wings. Um, and so for us, maybe there's, um, you know, not just when it comes to food, obviously, um, but whatever it may be, whatever good experiences. You know, right now with the summer coming to an end, I know a lot of us went on various vacations. I think like more than half of our church went to Hawaii this summer Um, and it's one thing to see pictures of Hawaii. It's another thing to really be there on the beach and experience that deep rest. And and that same way when it comes to food, vacation, even just experiencing who God is. It's one thing for me to Talk and share about the goodness of God. It's another thing for each and every one of us to experience that in our own personal level. And how great is it that our God is so loving, so caring, that He caters His goodness to us individually? Right, that the goodness that I get to experience is um, is catered to my needs, my wants. And it's, it's very different, but it's still his greatness to everyone else. Um, looking, you know, uh, I feel like I'm just shooting all the, the Sunday school memory verses, but Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. It's, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are as workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's a reminder that God ultimately already did the good work, the greatest work of sending His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Um, And that we are now called to also do good works, not for our own personal salvation, but we are saved in order so that we can continue to do God's good work. Which leads me to my third and final point, which is this, sharing goodness. first it was understanding God's goodness, second experiencing God's goodness, and now last, sharing God's goodness. You know, just like when you see, you saw me, doing a commercial for San Chicken Wings. Right? Once you taste and experience something so good, you can't help but be compelled to want to share that with those around you. You want to see others uh, experience that firsthand. Uh, those that know me, I'm a really big Friends fan, the TV show. So in high school, I used to watch every all 10 seasons every summer. And then in college, I had an unhealthy habit of needing to listen to something while falling asleep. So I would just watch Friends in the background as I went to bed. And this summer, he- my wife Hemant and I, we started to watch it together. It's her first time watching that TV show. And it's one thing for me to, and you know, I've watched it so much, I laugh before even the jokes take place. Um, but it's, it's so, uh, it's, it gives me even more joy watching it, seeing her reaction for the first time to see her laugh, to see her be shocked at things that happened so many years ago. Um, and so for us, right, we want to be able to share. You know, God lavishes on it his goodness. It's, and it's way too much for us to even um, soak in on our own that it compels us to want to share it um, to those around us. Uh, The the youth retreat two years ago was from this passage, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. It says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. It's a reminder that we don't do our good works for ourselves, but it's we are doing the good work that God called us to, to give glory to him, to bring his name above our own. And so um, with, with understanding of, with, with trying to share God's goodness, thinking application-wise, right? It's, it's just generic to say, to now do good, to now be good like God. How do we better apply this specifically into our lives? And I thought of two particular things. And yes, they may be kind of obvious, um, but I think so many times we forget to do these things. And the first one is this attitude of gratitude. Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Right? As we are reminded of the amazing um, good things that God our Father has done for us, we cannot help but to give thanks to him. To, to in our prayer life, even in just as we do whatever we are doing, having an attitude and a reminder of, you know, the one who ultimately gave us all that we have, the one who is truly good, Um, the one who helps us, that invites us in to experience his goodness with them, the one that encourages us to share in that goodness with those around us. And the the second thing is, not only being grateful to to God our Father, um, but being um, Barnabases, being able to encourage, being able to do that to those around us. Um, Looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 22 to 23. um, The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. And you know, I when I was preparing this, and uh, you know, I was just thinking about who are the different Barnabases in my life or who can I be a Barnabas to? who can I encourage? And, you know, preaching on Sundays to the youth, it's one thing to, you know, just encourage, you know, collectively, but really being able to pinpoint and, and call individual people out and say, you know, hey, doing, you know, when you were doing this, um, you know, it was a big encouragement. And you know, I'm even reminded, not of my of of a person, but of um, one within the youth group, where there was um, he's now a, a junior or going to be a sophomore in high school um, and we were in a time of small group and you know he was saying you because know, he had first come out to our church right before one of our previous summer retreats um, so he didn't really know anybody and it, w- it wasn't until that, that first retreat that he had and at that time he was in middle school that Um, One of the high school boys, um, you know, did a good job of reaching out to him, of checking in on him, on encouraging him. And he was saying, you know, he was like, I think that's the only reason I still go to this church. Because of that older brother um, at our church being there for me, um, encouraging me, checking up on me, making sure that I'm okay. And I, and I was reminding him, to, you know, did you make sure to to reach out and tell that to that older brother? And he and he said yes. So I didn't have to do all that, but you know, just reminders of that. And you know, I think for me personally, uh, definitely that the biggest Barnabas in my in my life uh, is my wife. Um, just thinking about even this past vacation, we spent around 10 days, and um, you know, there's so many times that I can get all frazzled. I'm one of those people that um, you know, I don't like to be late, um, f- especially when it comes to travel. So it's like making sure we get to the airport not on time, but early. Making sure we have everything all packed up and if, you know, if we're running late, you know, it's, it's very easy for me to get all anxious and stuff. And, you know, we were reflecting on it after we got back and you know, this was our first trip together that we didn't fight at all that we had no big, and I, and I think it's more her because of her than because of me, but uh, just a reminder that even when I was kind of getting rattled up, she was able to encourage me that we're going to get this through. Even this past weekend, even just yesterday, Pastor Sam can attest to this, I was freaking out with how to get all the pro presenters to work correctly, and uh, even with that yesterday, once again, my wife pulls through, you know, I encourage me, everything's going to be okay, you know, we have backup computers and whatnot, and um, just being that big encouragement in my life. And my, my hope for each and every one of us here is not only will we be able to find these Barnabases in our life to encourage us, but can we also be a Barnabas to someone? Um, it's, it's always funny when it comes to family, right? It's, it's oftentimes they the easiest accessibility-wise, but it's oftentimes the most difficult to do these things. Uh, It's the most difficult to, because we just think they know. We think, you know, I encourage them enough, or they they know how appreciative I am of them. But if I could challenge each and every one of us um, to maybe thank a Barnabas in your life and to also be a Barnabas to someone in your life. Because no matter the circumstance that we are in, God's goodness is always present. We can always experience it, we can always share it. And it's a never ending flow of, as we continue to go to God, that we can um, extend that out to those around us. I wanna close with a quote from Wayne Grudem that it's when we realize that God is the definition and source of all good we will realize that God himself is the ultimate good that we seek. I think so many times we find ourselves looking for the next big thing Uh, no matter what situation we're in we're never content we're never satisfied but understanding that not only is God good but he is the source of good then as we continually seek his face as we continually um, commune and um, walk in relationship with him then no matter what's going on we're going to be able to experience and taste and see the goodness of God my hope is that once we taste and experience that we'll be able to freely and abundantly share that to those around us. Let me close this in a word of prayer. Uh, Dear God, I just thank you so much. Uh, God, you are so good. God, to me, to each and every one of us here, uh, God, you loved us so much uh, that you sent your son to die on that cross for us so that in salvation we can now continue to carry out the good work that you desire for us. And so, Lord, I pray that each and every day of our lives, may we walk with you, may we experience your goodness, may we tap into that source of goodness and share it to those around us. That you would challenge us to share that to to our family members, to our friends, our church members, to anyone and everyone that we interact with. God, may it be for your glory and not our own. We thank you so much. We love you. In your name we pray.